Hello, mamas. Laura here. And today we are chatting about the benefits of yoga and meditation in pregnancy. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today, we're kicking off with the fourth episode in this yoga and doula series, diving into the benefits of yoga and meditation in pregnancy. So this is episode four of a five-part yoga and doula series with the beautiful doula and yoga and meditation teacher, Louise McGuire. Louise chats today about the importance of yoga and meditation in building the mind-body-spirit connection, how these tools can help to reduce both physical and mental tension and help you connect deeper with your baby, why leaning into all emotions, not just the positive ones, is so important, and how you can meditate if you think you're one of those people that just cannot sit still. (laughs) And if you haven't already listened to the first three episodes in this series, make sure you go back and have a listen because we do discuss the role of the doula through pregnancy, birth, and into the postpartum period. And we also chat about how fear can manifest itself in birth. So it is important to understand this first so you can truly see how yoga and meditation can then help you overcome this if necessary. And there is still so much amazing content coming up in this yoga and doula series. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. In the final episode of this yoga and doula series, we'll be chatting about how to practice more mindfulness during pregnancy and ways in which we can connect more with our babies in utero. We also have our bonus meditation exclusively available to members inside the Pregnancy Posse where Louise talks us through a beautiful pregnancy meditation that you can use at any stage throughout your journey. So this entire podcast series and all our other podcast series along with any member-only content is all live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to access all the bonus content and listen to or watch this entire podcast series right now, rather than waiting for future episodes to come out, then please do go check out the Pregnancy Posse. I have taken my years of experience helping pregnant and postnatal women as a women's health physiotherapist and turned it into an easy to understand online program. So when you join the Pregnancy Posse, I will guide you week by week through your pregnancy with safe weekly exercise workouts tailored to your exact week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer every single question from my beautiful members. And there is a beautiful community forum where members all support each other and a huge resources library, which has everything you need to help educate you on topics related to pregnancy, birth and beyond. I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode four of our five-part yoga and doula series. This is a great chat for all women who want to slow down, be more present, connect deeper with their baby, reduce fear and tension, and just generally chill out more. Enjoy. I imagine this is probably a silly question, but you would recommend every pregnant woman to participate in yoga and meditation if they could, wouldn't you? Mm, Absolutely. I think, you know, 
I, what I love about yoga and meditation is just it's such a holistic practice and I just kind of really feel like um, it's the same kind of thing if we can really work with the body and the mind connection and really keep the you know we, we talk about prana so that life force that beautiful energy just flowing through the body releasing the tension because of course it's gonna you know it's such a big time of change this is gonna be anxiety this is gonna be fears that come up and that's okay we're gonna work to meditate on them and and um, move them through our body because if we don't they just get stuck and they stay there um so that's where yoga comes in and we really help to um keep that activity going to keep opening up the hips the pelvis release the tension um really really you know connect with your body connect with your baby I think the more often that you can really just feel how you're feeling in your body you're really building that mind-body connection um, and like I just said that's going to go such a long way um, in in your birth and, and even in your postpartum experience too. And I love what you said about connecting with your baby because I do think the modern woman is busy and go, go, go and run off her feet. And I know a lot of women don't think about whoever that little person is inside of them until they're born earth side, but there's so much connection that you can be fostering and developing while they're in utero. And I think there's something about yeah, stopping and breathing and pausing and connecting because it is such a sacred time to be pregnant. And um, I think, yeah, slowing down in general is so important, but particularly when you're growing life inside of you. And for those who aren't familiar with meditation specifically, I think a lot of people understand what yoga looks like. But for those who aren't familiar with meditation and they're worried about, I can't sit still and not think for 20 minutes. Do you have like advice or some tips for those people who may believe that's what meditation is, that they need to just stop thinking and that they think they're too too much of a thinker or too highly strung to even be able to do that? Is there a starting place mm-hmm. that they could begin? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I I hear that so, so often, you know, that oh, I can't really meditate because like my mind's just too busy. Um, but if you're sitting down and actually just watching your mind, like that is meditation. And that's actually really, really powerful. That's a, that's one of the major like almost like I, I don't want to say breakthroughs but it's it's really powerful to just practice that to just sit sit back and, and just watch the thoughts see them kind of coming and going and, and actually just noticing how busy your mind is 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 huge because um we often we often don't take a step back and and watch um and yeah I think kind of in doing that in watching those thoughts you kind of can realize like oh I'm actually these thoughts are are going and I'm sitting back here just just watching them so it it really brings home that you are not your thoughts which is a phrase that a lot of us might have heard um and to just not get so attached to those thoughts you don't have to listen to them it's it's literally just a thought and it comes and it goes and it's your choice um if you want to kind of go down that rabbit hole of believing that thought but um yeah I think 
even um, if you're not the kind of person that likes to to even just sit down and watch thoughts, you can just practice mindfulness in your day-to-day life. Um, you know, it can be even just out for a walk and rather than, you know, being always listening to something, maybe for once you're going to just take out your headphones and you're going to really use all of your senses. You're going to look around at the, all the colors. You're going to take in the smells and you're going to um, listen to the sounds of nature. And yeah, I think I think just little things like that because there's just so much in the world right now. and um, And especially, you know, for moms who have little kids or little babies at home, it's probably not very practical to to carve out even just 10 minutes for yourself to sit down and meditate and um, be undisturbed. (laughs) So, you know, just washing the dishes, just really feel all of the sensations. and, And that's mindfulness. That's taking you out of your head and bringing you back to your body. And it's just so amazing for the nervous system and and the babies in utero and the babies earth side will will pick up on all of that yeah a lot can be said about what the babies are experiencing during pregnancy um it's not just you know that they're starting to pee or they're starting to hiccup they're really trying to I guess make sense of the world that they're coming into you know and they're trying to prepare themselves not just physically but kind of mentally and emotionally as well about um yeah what 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 is what is this place that I'm coming to and and they're picking up on all of that and um I think you know it's really important as well to to remind you all that even if you are experiencing stress or fear that that's not necessarily a massive negative for your baby to experience in utero. In fact, it's really how you deal with those sensations because it's unavoidable. That's life. We can't just go around living in this blissful, peaceful, joyful bubble as much as we want that experience for our babies when we're pregnant and afterwards. Um, But just, you know, letting that emotion out and, um, like we were talking about, doing these journaling exercises, exploring your fears, releasing them. If you're feeling really frustrated, you know, bang on some pillows, like scream into water. Um, I'm, I'm actually doing like a, a, a mini course called Sacred Rage. At the moment, seven days of Sacred Rage. And it's just, it's crazy. Like we, we especially as women, have been told that anger is bad and rage is bad and to just completely avoid it. But if you're holding all of that in, that's when your baby is going to pick that up. But if you're releasing these out, you know, and just normalizing emotions, that's going to go a massive way um, for your baby's emotional and mental well-being. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that's a great lead into motherhood because your child has so many emotions and mm-hmm. you know, like I noticed myself as a mother really feeling triggered when mm-hmm. my children cry or have tantrums and realizing that you need to hold space for them to be able to express those emotions and it's okay to express those emotions. It has really then helped me 
understand how important it is to cry, to be angry, to have a really healthy mechanism to release that. Like how good do you feel after a good cry? Like you actually feel better. You feel lighter. You're so happy that I never suppress crying anymore. Unless of course I'm like in public or (laughs) I do have some boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Just letting it out. I mean, that's what the toddlers do. We should be allowed to do it as well. Yes, I agree. I think there's something really healthy about that. So I love that. So I'd be curious to know what what tactics have you learned in this rage course that you're doing? Like is there ways to channel that in like a really productive way? Yeah, so I have learned so much from this woman. She's she's also a doula and I think she's on Instagram as um, Lotus lotus fire and um yeah it's it's really just a challenge to um express anger or rage for up to a minute every day for seven days so um it's it's so interesting and honestly it's like you just said with the crying thing i often find if i have just done this release i just automatically afterwards feel really uplifted again and um also, I was chatting to someone a little while ago who was kind of reaching out saying, I'm feeling so low today, you know, which there is so many days like that at the moment with this year that we have upon us, 2020. Um, and if you look at the scale of emotions, anger, rage is quite a few steps above depression and sadness. Um, so if you're kind of feeling that low, low energy, it can be really hard because I think a lot of us try and reach up to these higher emotions, happiness, joy, peace. We want to just jump forward, but actually the quickest way through is to feel the other feelings that are in between. And um, yeah, banging out on a pillow, listening to some, you know, (laughs) like rage music and um, the screaming into the water trick is actually really fun and yeah she she's amazing if you go onto her instagram you'll um she actually has like a few videos with her toddler as well where they're kind of like exploring this and like banging out on pillows and and just kind of normalizing that anger is okay this is a healthy way to release it because if we don't release it in that way it comes it comes out in a different way and and that's when we start projecting it to others it's so true it's a really suppressed emotion in society like it's a bad thing to be angry isn't it we should control our anger anger management you know there's so many terms around it mm-hmm. fascinating i feel like i could go on a giant tangent mm-hmm. but i'm going to bring yeah. it back to mindfulness <laughs> and meditation <laughs> so you've given some really great tips for how to be mindful just in every day like noticing sensory input colors feelings the next step I imagine is to maybe do a little bit more of a formal practice where would someone start like would you suggest just doing a breathing practice or maybe listening to a guided meditation obviously you do amazing meditations as well and I'm going to put all your links um, with these episodes so women can go and watch your I believe you do it every Monday night is that right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah every Monday at seven yeah where do you think is a good starting place for someone who wants to get into meditation? Yeah, I think my Mindfulness Monday <laughs> session. <laughs> um, I think it's really nice to have a little bit of, of both worlds nearly, you know, maybe a few guided meditations and then a few where you're literally just 
setting a timer and and going within watching the thoughts even if that's all you do or even if it's just focusing on your breath just even listening to your breath counting your breath feeling your breath that that's meditation that's mindfulness and um, it might sound like a really simple kind of basic thing to do that wouldn't make much of a difference but try it once and notice how you feel afterwards I think I guess everyone's so different where they want want to start if, if it does feel like a bit of a impossible feat merely to just sit down and, and, and just be silent for 10 minutes which it might be for some people then I would start with those more mindfulness te- techniques you know like we talked about out in nature and exploring your senses there's a lot of different resources um in in my meditation talks on Instagram I kind of usually explore a bit of a topic I'll, I'll explain the background of it um you know, maybe for the first five minutes, and then we'll do a quick kind of five minute meditation. So I think it's quite an easy one for people to, to come on to and, and just kind of learn a little bit more. And, and then you can kind of maybe if there's one thing that really resonated with you say, Oh, that's actually something I'd really like to do. And then that would be when you maybe would sit down and set your timer and, and just kind of notice what comes up for you when you think about that subject or or explore this one thing yeah and what do you find works for you personally do you have a set time of the day that you do a meditation or do you just do it in bits and pieces or whenever you feel feel like it yeah I I meditate every morning I am a bit of a morning person I kind of always have so if you're a morning person and you think that would be a nice time of day for you then definitely and go for it maybe even just kind of setting a bit of a goal so if if meditating for five minutes before you go to sleep seems like something that you could do just making it a bit of a habit I guess that's what's probably worked best for me um I I don't know when I started it actually um it's probably about like two years ago that I was like I'm gonna really start trying to to meditate every day and I just kind of stuck with it for quite a, quite a while, really, really got into it. And then I think going on holidays or whatever would disrupt my practice. And that is when I really realized just how much of a difference it was making. So it wasn't when I was actually doing the meditation as such. I, I did kind of enjoy it. But it was when I, I fell out of the habit that I noticed, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? Why am I snapping on everyone? I feel so different. And, you know, and then I was like, wow, I, I, it's been about three or four days since I meditated. And, and that would just bring me back. So, um, yeah, I, I just it's, it's at a point now where I kind of feel like it's even probably more important than like not more important, but just as much as a habit of, as like brushing my teeth. You know, I, I don't really feel like my day is properly started off on the right foot if I if I don't get that practice in. How great that that's just become an ingrained part of your day. And I love that you said you don't necessarily get like a short-term hit after meditation, but sometimes it can be a long-term result that you don't even realize until you have the absence of it. And I noticed that for myself as well, that I, I, you know, when you have stimulus and then your response, and I feel like that that window is so much longer. Mm-hmm. I feel this a lot in motherhood with patients and your children testing your patience. That if I've been meditating, I am so much more patient. And when I get that stimulus that might trigger me versus 
you know, how am I going to respond to that? My response is so much more measured and patient and calm when I've been meditating. So I don't have to be in the zone right there and then. It has these long-term carryover effects into the rest that's of the day. That's it. That's it, exactly. And that's kind of nearly that, like, watching your thoughts thing that you're probably practicing when you're meditating. And then, and then it's so much easier to do in your day-to-day life when, let's say, you are triggered and rather than just, like you said, reacting, you're kind of like, oh, wait a minute, I'm about to scream. <laughs> but if I could just take a moment and breathe, you know, I can I can bring this down a notch and, and say it in a, maybe a less shouty tone of voice, for example, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so powerful. I'm totally going mm. to adopt your scream in the shower technique as well. I probably never, and this is a whole other topic for another day, but motherhood rage is a real thing. And I used to be embarrassed to admit that like, oh, I can't be a raging mum. I can't feel rage. I love my children. They're the best things ever happened to me. But I speak to all my friends and my um, family and everybody experiences motherhood rage, like on the daily almost, like Mm -hmm. some version of like, oh, I just, I'm so, and I just think, first of all, acknowledging that that's an emotion you might feel, but then having a toolkit, i.e. screaming in the shower or meditating or whatever it is that you do to help manage that, it just makes you feel like such a nicer person and such a nicer mm-hmm. mum. And then you're, the rest of your day is just so much nicer. So I love that. Hey, mamas, Laura here. Do you just feel mega blissed out now after listening to that episode? I know I personally have experienced the benefits of yoga and meditation, and I cannot rave highly enough about these two practices. Now, I'm no guru, and I certainly don't practice them as part of my daily routine, but I do call on them when I need to. And I love how Louise really stripped meditation back for us. So it doesn't need to look like sitting still for 20 minutes. It can just be practicing some more mindfulness in the small moments throughout the day tuning into your emotions, acknowledging your feelings and leaning into them and exploring them with curiosity rather than resisting them. It doesn't have to be hard. So I really hope you loved today's episode as much as I did, because I think these important skills really do apply to life in general and not just pregnancy and birth. And if you'd like to learn more from Louise, you can find her on Instagram at Louise underscore Maguire underscore. And I would Always love to hear from you over on my socials at PhysioLaura and let me know your favorite learnings from this episode and whether you practice yoga and meditation regularly or maybe it's something that you now want to look into. In the last episode of this Yoga and Doula series, we'll be chatting with Louise about how to practice more mindfulness during pregnancy and ways in which we can connect more with our babies in utero. So if you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss our upcoming episode in this wonderful series. And remember, you can find this entire series along with all our other podcast series right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So for most series of the podcast, we do record bonus content for members only. And in the bonus member only episode for this Yoga and Doula series, Louise guides us through a beautiful six minute meditation to help you connect with yourself and your baby better. Inside the Pregnancy Posse, you will also find weekly guided pregnancy exercise workouts, an extensive resources library on birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pregnancy pains, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&As with me. I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience, so please visit thepregnancyposse.com if you want to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about. 
I will catch you soon for the final episode, episode five in this five-part yoga and doula series where we'll be chatting about mindfulness in pregnancy and how we can connect deeper with our babies. Until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.